this is episode three of Second Take. Sorry it's been so long. We had some internet issues, some schooling issues, a whole bunch of stuff, but um, we're really excited to get into this episode. It is currently um, 9.20, right? That's the date, September 20th? Yep. It's 9.07 on September 20th. Um, the second game between Denver and LA is happening right now. Um, and I think to kick it off, like always, we'll get into playoff standings. So Lily, do you want to take it away? Yeah. So like Julia said, we're in game two of Lakers Nuggets. Currently, the Lakers are up by 10 with six minutes left in the third quarter. Um, I haven't been paying attention. So I don't really know what's going on there. <laughs> I was watching the Emmys, you know. <laughs> um, and right now the Lakers are up 1-0 after an absolute slaughter of a game <laughs> the other day. <laughs> um, you know, I'm not really sure what to think about this series because I don't want to see LeBron, mm-hmm. but I don't want to watch the Nuggets in the finals, so it's just really, like... <laughs> Here's my thing, like, my gut, right, when I think about this, I'm like, okay, Nuggets, Lakers, obviously Lakers are coming out of this, but as Lily and I were talking about yesterday, if we've learned one thing throughout these playoffs is never count out the Nuggets. Nope. Um, so <laughs> They I'm, have come back from being down 3-1. Two times in a row. I learned today that's the, literally the only time that's ever been done coming back for one, two playoff series in a row. Um, so, yeah, I'm not going to count them out. I just no. I just don't know. I mean, I just don't know. No. And we can get into – I'm sure we're going to get into Denver Clippers um, in a bit so we can kind of get more into oh, yeah. the whole Denver thing. Um, but then, yeah. Yep, and then we have Celtics Heat. Heat are up 2-1. Luckily, the Celtics <laughs> pulled out the dub. I want to talk about the Celtics more in depth later, so we were yeah. going to talk about that. Um, yeah, I just think it's a great series to watch. I, I love watching it. Yeah, it's yeah. probably my favorite series so far. It's super fun. I really like it. And yeah. I love both those teams, so... Right. It's truly a win-win <laughs> scenario. Um, the only bummer is just they don't play again until Tuesday because ESPN is showing the games and ESPN also is in charge of Monday Night Football. Mm. So we have to wait all the way until Tuesday for game four. Rather watch game four than watch Monday Night Football, but that's of just course. one girl's opinion. That's just one girl's opinion. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I guess – this was a short segment of playoff standings yeah. because there's only two, two series going on. Whittling down, yeah. <laughs> As opposed um, to I guess we should, like, a lot has happened in the past two weeks. Yeah. You know, um, I guess the last time we recorded, I think there were still, were there eight teams left? Is that possible? Um, I think there might have been seven. I think the Heat had finished with the Bucks at that point. Yeah. yeah, yeah, 
Mm, I truly could not tell you. I'm yeah. going to see if I wrote it down in our notes. Yeah. Which would have been a smart move, but I can't imagine that I actually did that. Um, well, regardless, a lot has changed since then. A lot has transpired. We've said goodbye to the Rockets. We said goodbye to the Clippers. Yeah. We said goodbye to Toronto. Um, that was a good game seven. That was, that was a, a good game seven. Should there have been a game seven is another question. Should <laughs> have let it got that far. Right. You know, but I do think like that Toronto team is a great team. Um, oh yeah. I, the Celtics presumably could have gotten it done. They had multiple opportunities to get it done before then. Yeah. But I we think they kind of botched that one a bit, but <laughs> we will also get into that a bit later. Oh yeah. Um, for sure. I really have been thinking about, you know, Teddy's hot takes with Teddy that we yeah. had on um, episode two about the coaches, um, right. specifically Nick Nurse, how the <laughs> guy was coach of the year. Yeah. And while watching game seven and the games um, preceding that, Teddy did bring that up a lot. Right. <laughs> when anything <laughs> stupid would happen, he would say, this guy was coach of the year. That <laughs> <laughs> just really makes you think. It really makes you think. It does. Especially with all this MVP of the season drama going on right now yeah. about the voting. Um, right. Just really makes you think. Really makes you think. Yeah, I that Teddy's no good um, coaches in the bubble statement has come up a lot in my household as well. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of every time we're watching the game, it gets re-brought up. Um, you know, it was a it was applied to Brad when we were watching. I think game two it was kind of like, what is happening here? What is happening here? Yeah, um, yeah. But you know, so really, you know, who's to say? A super hot take by Teddy there. Yeah. Okay. I don't know what I was expecting, but it wasn't that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So you want to talk about your ideal finals matchup. Yes. Okay. So for a while, I wanted Clippers Heat. Obviously, Clippers kind of messed that one up for us. Um in a crazy game against the Nuggets, but past that. So after that, I started talking with Teddy and I started thinking a lot more because the Celtics do make me incredibly mad because they can get real stupid sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I just, no, but after watching them in the heat, like they didn't play badly. They just kind of like fell apart in the second yeah. half, which is frustrating, but it's not like they were just like trash from the beginning. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking I want Celtics Lakers Right now, I think that's the finals matchup. And I think it's because there's so much history between those two teams. Yeah. Like we have Wilt Chamberlain and Bill Russell, um, Magic and Larry. Speaking about Magic Johnson, I don't know if anyone, if any of you have listened to Rob Lowe's podcast episode with Magic Johnson. <laughs> Great hour and a half of entertainment. <laughs> Rob Lowe was basically on the 80s Lakers team. <laughs> I traveled with the team. <laughs> like, it was so funny. He's okay. talking about how much he hated Danny Ainge. Like so much. Like it was just a really good episode. Um, and then we have, you know, of course, Kobe versus the Big Three. 
Garnett, Allen, and Pierce. And then right now, you know, Teddy and I were talking, we have LeBron and AD versus like who I have Taco Fall in my notes. Like maybe they'll (laughs) (laughs) battle off with that guy. Probably not. Um, I feel like the Celtics, like everyone on the team, like there's not like a big three, like there were like in the 2000s with those three guys. And I mean, that was like, not like three guys who are consistent always. Like sometimes Jason Tatum will have a really good game, but Kemba will stink it up or like Kemba will play really well and Marcus Smart will play really well and Jalen, but like Jason's not there. So it's just like, there's not really that big, like three, but still, I think the commercials for the, for that series would be just so good that I think it would be worth having. And there's, yeah, you're right. There's so much history. It would make it so much more intense like that would be quite the matchup there quite the matchup okay so the first thing that I wanted to talk about yeah that's kind of where I yeah yeah um the first thing that I wanted to talk about was the Rockets now it just seems like we've been here many a time before oh yeah they just consistently cannot get it done. And, you know, we've been asking why for years now as well. Like, it just, I mean, obviously the Lakers, they're, I would say they're probably currently the favorite. Um, it's They're a great team. So losing to them is by no means like, you know, yeah. Right. But it just seems like they have severely underperformed year after year in the playoffs. Like Right. I mean they got to they went to a game seven with OKC. Right. It was good, but I don't think it should have gone to a game seven. Right. Um and so now when we were first gonna record this episode like a week and a half ago, I watched all these videos on the Rockets um preparing for this segment and I have since literally forgotten everything I heard. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't exactly have a ton to say because I don't feel super informed on this topic, even though I did watch so much about it. Mm -hmm. I guess this is just a question for the void. Like, why can't James Harden get it done? Like, what is it that is continuously stopping him? And even, I mean, this year with two of the best players in the league, Two MVPs. It just, I don't know. And obviously, you know, Mike D'Antoni has parted ways. <laughs> parted ways. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, I mean, I mean, what do you, do you think the team is going to stay pretty much the same? Like, in terms of players, what do you think, like, what's the move from this point? Yeah, I have been thinking about this. Um, like, I do feel, okay, Russell just got there, but Russell has a very untradeable contract. Yeah. Like, he is on the older side, and he's getting paid a lot of money, and he's just not performing to, right. like, that kind of right. level where I don't think a team is going to take his contract. Right. But then also, James Harden has been with the Rockets long enough, and it's the same thing every year. Yeah. Um. So I feel like if he couldn't do it this year, I can't – what's going to change for next year? Yeah. But also it does seem like he loves playing with Russell. 
Mm-hmm. And so maybe he's, I mean, probably not okay, right? He's a competitor and everything. But maybe he'll stay around another year or two and see how it goes with Russell. Because I think he really enjoys playing with him. Like, you can just kind of tell that they like being on the same team together. Right. But, I mean, obviously the number one goal is to win a championship. Right. So and also, like, because, I mean, obviously this, I mean, James has been there for so long, but this was obviously, they were trying to find their footing this year with, like, adding Russell in, figuring out how the two work together, going from small ball to, like, micro ball, figuring that out, which when they did make that switch, like, Russell started performing a lot better. Like, it does seem like, this is the type of situation where I maybe would be like, okay, like maybe it takes more than a year to figure out exactly how this is going to work and the best way to do it. Right. And I mean, I don't like when people use the bubble as like an excuse. Right. Because like all all teams had that break. Mm -hmm. But I mean, they are on the older side. So maybe that break just kind of got them out of their mojo. They both had COVID. Yeah, that's nothing to be taken lightly. Right, like, and we don't know what the last thing about, like, I'm sure people still feel, like, easily, like, worn out or, like, all those kind of things after they have recovered. Like, we don't know how exactly that continues. Right, so, like, maybe, like, when they come back in December, whenever they do end up coming back, maybe playing more and getting back on their mojo, maybe they can pull it together, but... If they can't do it next year, I feel like maybe, like, a lot of people will be in the beginning of the season, I feel like we're saying, if they can't do it this year, like, it's kind of toast for James Harden. But I think everything got so crazy that, you know, people kind of stopped talking about that. But I think next year, if they kind of run into the same situation in the playoffs, then I can't see sticking around. I mean, here's the thing. They're both Hall of Famers. Like, that is what it is. And some people don't ever get there. It's sad and not the position you want to be in, but that's the way it goes. Right. I mean, right, because there's so many all-stars in the league. There's so many MVPs. There's Well, not MVPs. That's, like, once a year. But there's, like, all-stars, Hall of Famers, whatever. There's only one championship each year. Right. And only one team gets to do that. And, like, especially the past, you know, six years, the West has been so incredibly competitive. It's insane. No one was getting past the Warriors. Right. And no one did until... Including like, both of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think it's going to be interesting. Especially next year. The Lakers, I mean, I think they'll stay They've gone... They've done really well and they'll make the class. I Clay and Steph will be back on the Warriors. And then Clippers, who knows what's going to go on with those guys. But, I mean... And the Nuggets are in the West. So, like, that's still a very, very strong West. And you're throwing in the Warriors. So, I think it's going to be tough for them next year, too. So, I don't know. Maybe James Harden needs to go somewhere else. And maybe he needs to go to the East. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) That does seem to be the move by some people. (laughs) Okay. So, speaking of the West, Clippers Nuggets. Let's get into brass brass tacks here. Okay, so everyone was shocked. I was texting my friend Dan. I told him, (laughs) and I quote, 
if the Clippers <laughs> lose to the Nuggets, I don't know anything about basketball <laughs> and nothing I've ever said has been true. Um, <laughs> then the Clippers did lose to the Nuggets and then I immediately got a text from Dan, do you still believe in basketball? <laughs> um, and I'm not sure where I lie on that. <laughs> um, but of course, everyone is talking about Kawhi. Because everyone, you know, a lot of people have said Kawhi is the best player in the league. I still think he is. Mm-hmm. One game, one series doesn't define your career um, or how you're playing, right? And everyone has bad games. Um, it was a game seven. He didn't play well. Right. Yeah, this was the time he probably needed to step up and do, ha- like, and he should have had that big game. Right. But sometimes it just doesn't yeah. happen. And, like, you can't blame the guy. You know, um, Stephen A. did blame him. Um, (laughs) (laughs) He called it the biggest choke job in history. He was very mean to Max, meaner than usual. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Max was (laughs) taken aback, but also he was Max, so he showed no emotion about it. Um, Yeah, I mean, I think, like, I mean, obviously Kawhi is Kawhi. He still, he... I feel like of everyone on the Clippers, he had the least to prove. Like, we know what he can do. We've seen him do it twice. Um, I was listening to, like, right before we started recording, I was listening to Bill Simmons' podcast, like the one from Tuesday with Ryan Rosilio, and they were talking about how up until now, kind of, Kawhi's had this reputation of, if you have a healthy Kawhi on your team for the playoffs, you're good. Like, that's literally all you need. And maybe now that's not the case. But that being said, he did do that twice. Like, no, oh, yes. like nothing is going to take that away from him. He's a two-time finals MVP. That is right. what it is. Um, I mean, obviously this team had fundamental issues. Right. And I mean, everyone's talking about Paul George. Right. Why didn't, like, what the heck was what going on with that dude? With that guy. And, and like, they have a and like they have Doc Rivers one of the best coaches in the league and you know it just kind of seemed like like just because you have all these players doesn't mean that right and have a great like all these really great players doesn't mean you're gonna have a great team if you guys aren't on the same page then it's not gonna happen and that's another thing that I've been thinking about because like obviously the Clippers were my pick win the whole thing obviously yeah a lot of faith in this team very excited about them all of that and I think a lot of people were, like, they were the favorite. Um, but with, like, the podcast I've been listening to, since all this, I think a lot of people have been saying, like, well, why did we feel so confident? Like, we never really saw this team all together, meshing well, all healthy, like, right. go on a tear, like, have a big winning streak. Like, we never saw that once this right. entire season. So Yeah, they were talking about that on – Bill Simmons podcast? Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they never did, like, a three-week smackdown where right. they just destroyed everyone in their path. Right. They'd, like, have one really good game, and then they'd be like, meh. Yeah, exactly. And so, like, why were we so confident? I mean, obviously, we were so confident because it was Kawhi and Paul George and, you know, this team that did unsurprisingly well the season before, and then basically the only thing you changed was you dropped two superstars. Like, why would that not be a perfect situation? But, yeah. Who knows? Who knows? And, like, also, 
the nuggets were just going so yeah. like crazy. Yeah. I think even if Kawhi was being Kawhi, I think it would have been really hard to stop him. Right. Like if a team's hot, then the team's hot and it's yeah. hard to slow him down. So yeah. I don't know. And I mean Stephen A also was not letting Paul George off the hook. Right. Stated that explicitly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's gonna be interesting to see if anything changes and if it does mm-hmm. what what does change right right do they need more of a I mean Kawhi is quiet you right. know what I mean he's not like that leader role I mean like he's a leader but he's not like that role like a Kemba Walker right he's not like, like an emotional leader like for Toronto that was always Kyle Lauer like he's right. not he's not that he's not gonna like bring emotion in a leave it all on the floor type of game like that's right. not the role that he plays and I feel like that was like what was really obviously missing in that game seven it was like they were not playing like it was a game seven like yeah. it did not look like they felt like this was do or die. Right. And even Paul George isn't like that. And so I think they need someone who's going to bring that, right? like, fire. And, like, yeah, Pat Bev does, but I, he always has that. And so I think you need someone who's going to be, like, here's the situation. This is what we got. Right. So. Yeah. I agree. I completely agree. I think it'll be interesting to see what happens with them next year if they'll do like oh we just need another year type of thing like what approach they're gonna take it just kind of seems like they need to get on the same page I mean even I know everyone talked about this but like those conflicting post-game interviews with Paul George and Lou Will while Paul George was like well it wasn't championship or bust and Lou Will was like well we didn't have enough time to like there's just like obvious disconnect as to like what even the goal of this season was. It just doesn't yeah. seem like the team is on the same page. Um, so, yeah, that'll be interesting. And, yeah, I mean, the Nuggets, they're going crazy. I, this is, I mean, you know, a historic playoff run they've got going yeah. on here, and that's not to be understated. And I would say they're even maybe going a bit crazy in the game right now. Oh. They're only down by four oh. at the end of the third. There we go. So, there uh, we go. So, you know, I think they're, right, the Nuggets are a team that I think they do well under pressure. Mm-hmm. I think they're just a bit crazy enough where right. they're like, we can come back if we want. I mean, I don't know if any of you have seen the commercial from the, <laughs> after the series with the Jazz and Jamal Murray was like, I was folding my clothes, and I said, I'm not folding my clothes, <laughs> and I called my teammates. <laughs> I know that was so funny. Oh, my gosh. Ugh. Okay. So, moving on, now I want to talk about the Heat. What? We've talked about them in every episode, I'm sure. Yep. Um, um, most text conversations that Julia and I have end up talking about the Heat. It's just, they're great to talk about. Yeah. Um, at the time of the notes that I took, they had one playoff loss. They have two now, um, which, yeah, embarrassing, <laughs> I suppose. Um, but, I mean, what can we really say that hasn't already been said? I don't know. This is just it's an incredible team. I yeah. cannot understate 
how incredible this team is, how, because another thing that I, um, I think we were talking about on the Bill Simmons podcast was like, okay, is it just that like the Clippers have only been, this team has only been together for a year. They didn't have the time to work it out. And like Denver, which is something I also learned today is that like most of the guys on Denver have been there like forever. Like they drafted a lot of those guys. Like they've just been playing together for so long and they all want to play together. And like, that's the situation that they're in. But I mean, this heat team is so and they're doing so well. Like, obviously they mesh so well. The chemistry is incredible. Yeah. The, I mean, the first, they were down in both those first two games, correct? Yeah. And by a lot, by double digits. Double digits. They're, I mean, you just cannot count them out ever, ever. Yeah. And, and, um, Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero. Yeah. I, those guys, I mean, crazy. Like, hearing, I can't remember the exact stat, but like 80% of the shots that Duncan Robinson took last year were threes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I was listening to his episode of, the JJ Reddick podcast, which yes, I, I do mention it every time, but it is my favorite podcast. And he like, yeah, he has like box scores where it'll be like, oh, total shots, eight from 13 from the three, eight from 13. Like he took literally every <laughs> single shot from the like, time. I did not get within 22 feet of the time. <laughs> He's like, he, too close for me. Right. And he said on, um, the, Podcasts that, like, sometimes Spill will yell at him for dribbling in. (laughs) Just because, like, those are his shots, and he can take shots that other people can't. So by not taking them, he's, like, wasting opportunities. Um, And both of them behind the three are incredible. It's, like, so crazy to watch them shoot back-to-back, and you're like, how is this even possible? Yeah, and Tyler Hero had, like, three possessions in game three where he – like three in a row where he'd just go up hit the three and then it would just happen again it was so crazy it's genuinely so crazy I mean it's also crazy that like Duncan Robinson was undrafted he started at a d3 school yeah and like insane last year was playing in the g league like now he's like a pivotal role player yeah and he's from Maine he's from York Maine um, I'm from New Hampshire, and there's not a lot of basketball players from the New Hampshire main area, and so when there is one, we all go stupid for him, and every time Duncan hits a shot, my brother goes, York boy! <laughs> it's so funny. Um, so, yeah, and I don't know. It's just, I think it's just so cool how, like, hearing his story, how he started at D3, and now he's, like, playing in the NBA playoffs and, like, making valuable contributions to his team. It's just super cool. It's a super, super cool story. In on the episode of J.J. Reddick's podcast, he said that, like, he wasn't even playing that much in high school. Like, he got benched his senior year of high school. Oh. (laughs) Feels bad. I know. So, yeah, that's just, like, truly an incredible story. Um, 
and the two of them are so fun to I mean truly everyone on that team is so fun to watch obviously we have to talk about Bam who I I mean everybody loves that guy at this point I don't think there's anyone who's not excited about him yeah um, he I mean he's incredible he's genuinely incredible and that block was <laughs> I mean we're just gonna be talking about it forever like I can see it in hundreds and hundreds of YouTube compilations from the future oh yeah um it was absolutely the coldest thing I've ever seen right and I just like I think he I mean obviously um Jimmy called him the heart and soul of the team. That made me so emotional. <laughs> that was so cute. I was like, oh, Jimmy. Um, and, but I just think he has, like, last year, absolutely nobody was talking about him, right? And no, now, I didn't know who he was right. until, I think, the bubble. <laughs> and now he's also this instrumental player on this incredibly successful team. And it's like, and he's one of the best defensive players in the league. Yeah. Um, he, I feel, I was watching this a while ago. I watched a video about how he was the most defend, the most effective defender on Giannis this entire season. Like, just absolutely insane. And it really makes me think because Giannis won defensive player of the year. Right, 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 right. <laughs> that, so, that just seems like there's a you know right some logic missing there's there. But. Here. And I mean, obviously, Giannis is Giannis, right? Nobody's gonna take that away from him. No, but they have <laughs> yeah. you know how okay, you know, whenever we talk about Giannis, Giannis, we're like, love that guy, like so amazing, so cute. That's like the, our equivalent of Stephen A. Whenever he like is about to talk trash someone he's like bless this guy love him love his family <laughs> yeah. love him like a brother yeah <laughs> <laughs> right yeah i have that so much hard. respect for this man yeah <laughs> he just like destroys them. <laughs> oh okay yeah so i mean i do think i'm rooting for the celtics in this series because when they lose i do get upset <laughs> uh, <laughs> and i was very happy that they won last night it was a good but, game I think if I'm being realistic, I see the heat coming out of this. I obviously last night that was a pivotal game for the Celtics to get. Um, yeah. Do not want to be down three zero. I think you know maybe this series will get pushed to six, possibly seven. But I mean, I just I don't know if there is a team that would make me bet against the Heat at this point. No. I, I'm Lakers is probably the closest I would be to. Well, I don't know. Yeah. But. Yeah, and I've been I've been thinking about the Celtics a lot, um, and I have some current feelings that I'd like to share with all of you. Okay, why don't we go into that now? Then? Yeah. So first, Kemba, mm -hmm. he finally stepped up in um, game two. Right. He. I don't know what he was waiting for. Right. The whole playoffs. <laughs> right. But um you know, took him long enough, but after game one, he said, I am playing bad, <laughs> and we all said, yes, you, yes are. you are, um, and something, you know, that we've all been hearing a lot about is the big kind of fight 
that happened right. in the Celtics locker room after game two. And I honestly, I mean, I think that's important for them to have. Yeah. Um, obviously, we don't know the inner workings of their team, like what's going on there. But it kind of seemed like they just needed to kind of make like a hard reset, if you yeah. will. Kind of get those emotions out after mm-hmm. kind of two very frustrating games against the Heat. Um, and, you know, the Celtics, like I have said, sometimes they're just dumb. Um, and I think against a Heat team with a team that's as sharp as the Heat, you can't be dumb. Um, yeah, so. I, I agree. I think the fight was so necessary. I feel like obviously what the Heat has is just like fight. Like, they are literally going to fight until the last millisecond. And if you're going to beat them, you have to match that energy. So, like, the energy they had in game three, they needed to have had in the first two games. Like, they needed to have been that desperate to win. Literally at every single point, you can't be like, like, all the turnover, like, all of that stuff not going up for offensive rebounds. Like, it's not going to fly in this series. No. You need to play. Like, your life depends on it if you're playing right. with the team. And like, if you're playing in the playoffs in general, like, you need yeah. to play like your life depends on it. Um, and it does, to me, seem like they just, like, especially in the fourth quarter, get really nervous. And they yeah. start doing dumb stuff. And it's like, that's not going to work. Right. And, like, they still are, like – fairly young team when you think about it I mean um Jalen Brown's only 23 and Jason Tatum's only 22 so like but they also have been playing in the playoffs since their rookie years so it's not like this is a new for them um do you think that Gordon Hayward coming back yesterday I was hesitant at first I was thinking okay maybe they should just win game three and then Hayward can come back um in the fourth game like give him a bit more time but I mean he played really well yesterday I think he was a good presence on the court yeah um, he does need to shave his mustache <laughs> but <laughs> other than that happy to see him back yeah I mean so I was listening to the most recent episode of Bill Simmons podcast which has Jackie Mack on it which you told me to listen to and which was incredible because she, I want to be her yeah, she's, she's so, so cool close. she's so cool and she, I mean they were talking about how because that Celtics bench is just not that deep. So when Hayward is not there, you have to play people who are so risky. And when he like, is there, you don't have to give those minutes to people who you really don't want to. And that's why he's so important. Yeah. And I think that was, like, so clear in this game. Right. Because, and that's why he's the difference maker. Right. Because I consider Brad Wanamaker – Grant Williams, Semi hasn't been playing this that much this series, but like they are definitely liabilities on the yeah. court. Um, I mean, Grant Williams is a rookie out of Tennessee. Brad Watermaker just mm, is not great. Teddy thinks there's like some major conspiracy that he only gets played because he has the same name as Brad Stevens. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> I just don't think the Celtics have the players. Um. So, yeah, I just – I think it's good, really good that Gordon's back. So I'll be interested to see in game four kind of how that goes. Yeah, and I was um, just reading um, before we got on that he will not be leaving the bubble 
for the birth of his fourth child. Right. Which, so, <laughs> which is like a complex situation that I don't even really think we have time to get into here. <laughs> no, they were talking about that on, like, during the announcer were talking about that in the game yesterday. They're like, you know, that's dedication. I'm like, but his family, like, I don't really know. Like, personally, if I was his wife, I would not be pleased. Yeah. But uh, it seems like they talked it out. That right. That it's not a shocker. He's not going for it. Right. They said he'll, quote, be checking his phone at halftime. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But, so... Yeah, happy to see Gordon back. Happy to hear he's not <laughs> Wait, that's like, I was watching a video recently. Do you remember Scaramucci? The, Wait. Okay, he missed the birth of his child because he was doing something for Trump, and he texted his wife after, and he was like, I blessed that child, or something <laughs> so incredible. <laughs> it was like, one, why weren't you there? Like, this was not like a bubble NBA situation. Like you could have just been there. Do all you do is send a text message. <laughs> anyway, anyway, he could have at least sent a voice message. Right, right. They have since gotten divorced. So sounds about right. Right. Uh, um, but back to the Celtics. So Tice has been playing really good defense. Yeah. I'm a big fan of him right now. Yeah, he's a um, Yeah, he doesn't really mess around. He just goes in, plays defense. That's about it. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, kind of my closing thoughts on the Celtics is I think they have the potential to beat the Heat. They have the players. Brad Stevens, you know, rumors have it that he's being outcoached. He has been <laughs> walking with Eric Spolstra on the right. track. Um, I mean, that's I another thing to say about this series is these are two amazing coaches, like, truly, truly. Yeah. Um, and so that is true. Like, you know, that's kind of toss-up for me personally. Like, they're both so good at what they do. Right. Um, yeah, I just think it's really cute they, like, walk laps on the yeah. track together. Yeah, it's adorable. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was listening to you built an episode with uh, Jackie Mack, and uh, she was talking about, she heard that, like, um, what is it, Mark Malone, the coach of the Nuggets? People, like, see him running around and doing push-ups and, like, sprinting. <laughs> I think that's so funny. Yeah, that's, I mean, it's really hysterical. <laughs> yeah, but, um, yeah, so I think the Celtics can do it, will they? Mm, I don't know. Yeah. I'm doubtful. I'm definitely not um, getting my hopes up. I'm trying to, you know, be reserved so I don't get my feelings hurt. Right. Because the Celtics are known to do that. Right. Um, but whoever comes out of this series, I love both these teams, and I'm excited to see either one of them. Yeah. Miles. Definitely, like, in my household, we're very excited. My mom is very anti-Nuggets. Incredibly so. Take. Yeah, she's definitely anti-Dwight Howard, so either way, <laughs> this is a Heat or Celtics household. Right. Right. <laughs> yes, whoever it is in the West, whoever it is in the East, I will be rooting for the East yep. in the finals. Yeah, and speaking of the, well, I guess the opposite of the East, the West, 
<laughs> the Lakers are up by six, uh, by five okay. with five minutes left in the game. All right. Well, we'll see. Okay. The next thing that I want to talk about. Um, listen, I'm about to say something that is definitely going to shock you and it honestly might appall you. <laughs> no, I think I know what you're about to say to me. <laughs> I think I like Kevin Durant. <laughs> Like, okay, I was listening to that today in the car, and I only heard probably the first 15 minutes, and I think I agree with you. Yeah. Um, Julie and I did build this podcast, and the first thing we were going to tell everyone is that we do not like Kevin Durant. Right. <laughs> not speak to us about him. Right. <laughs> it's not about his level of skill or talent. No. Like, we know that he is, like, arguably right, the best player in the world when he's healthy. This we've never not acknowledged that it was right. more a personality grudge bias whatever you want to call it right now you know definitely like we all took him leaving the thunder pretty hard, pretty hard. Um, and there was a say, lot of residual feelings there right, exactly I was holding the grudge for Russell Westbrook whether he was holding it or not right right um, and. Just kind of like the whole him on Twitter and him being like, right. And about okay, that's a great thing to bring up because that was a big thing for me. I was like, why are you always like talking to 12 year olds on Twitter? Like, why do you right. do that? Those so, are like the worst humans to talk to. Right? <laughs> so, which I guess I haven't even said this yet. This is coming out of the most recent episode. He did like, a crossover episode with the JJ Reddick podcast from his show, The Boardroom. And it was legitimately incredible. And the thing that it truly made me realize was like how little I know about basketball. Like listening to the two of them, listening to JJ and Kevin talk about basketball was like genuinely eye opening as to, I just like, I will never understand it at the level that they do. Yeah. And it did make me understand why for Kevin, he's the best player in the world. And on top of the level of skill he has, he obviously has such an unbelievable understanding of the game that when a 12 year old on Twitter is like, Oh, you suck. It's like, Oh my God. Like I can't, not believe you feel like you can say that to me it's ridiculous <laughs> and it's not even just 12 year olds on twitter like another conversation they were having was about like how people whose job it is to report and talk and write about basketball don't understand the game the way that they do so stuff gets report like all of that all together i can 100 percent see why that would be so frustrating and also why I don't know, there would just be this certain kind of perception of him that is just, like, not necessarily accurate. So all that, and the fact that just, like, I trust J.J. Reddick so much, and he obviously liked Kevin Trent so much. I was like, well. <laughs> um, yeah. And it, like, really... I'm going to finish listening to the rest of it tomorrow, but, like, it really did make me, like, think about a lot of the things I've said about basketball mm -hmm. um, pertaining Kevin Durant. Right. My friend Dan, I've mentioned him mm -hmm. before, um, I met him this summer, 
Um, and the first thing I ever told him about basketball, he like just got into basketball this year. The first thing I said was, I like the Celtics. I do not like Kevin Durant. <laughs> no, this was truly a staple of like who we were as human beings. Yeah. So I don't want to understate how big this revelation is here. Um, <laughs> but I genuinely feel like a new person, a better person. Um, <laughs> and really, truly, if you haven't listened to that episode of the JJ Reddick podcast, just do yourself a favor. Like, it's genuinely so good. So good. I mean, I would have listened to five hours of it, probably. It was... I thoroughly enjoyed the entire thing. Um, and yeah, and it made me, honestly, really, really excited um, for Nets basketball next year. I'm excited. It's going to be good. Yeah, it's going to be great. Um... Yeah. Especially with, I see you also listen to Steve Nash's episode yeah. mm-hmm. on JJ Reddick's podcast. I listened to that too. <laughs> like, it was so good. Yeah. It, I mean, mm. truly, obviously, the thesis of this here is that JJ Reddick's podcast is an incredible podcast, and truly, I've never disliked any episode of it I've ever listened to. Um, but yeah, I mean, Steve Nash, obviously another person who has such an in-depth um, understanding of the game, and obviously Kevin really likes him. Yeah. So that, and that's like not anything to take lightly. Um, so, no. <laughs> super exciting. Yeah, I'm. I'm very excited to watch Nets games. Yeah. Um. Teddy said they're going to be on TV all the time because they're going to be the best team in the league. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> big Kyrie guy. Right. Um, as you all noticed, most of my basketball information does come from Teddy. But, and it all has extreme bias. Right. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, the Steve Nash episode was super good. That's, like, the first episode I've ever listened to it. I have not really gotten into listening to sports podcasts except for our own <laughs> um <laughs> but teddy listens to them in the car and usually he's he's been listening to a lot of fantasy football podcasts which i truly don't understand um but he's been listening to jj reddick's because really good people have been on and yeah. he listens to bill simmons in the car too so i listen yeah. to that but i think i'm gonna start start picking up because so i good. listen to a true pie true crime podcast and mm-hmm. sometimes it creeps me out so <laughs> I've got to find something a little more like right sweet okay. okay so the last thing that I wanted to talk about was CJ McComb and Damian Lillard on Twitter during game seven right. <laughs> the first in Nuggets they Which- were absolutely icing <laughs> them. they invited him to go to mexico with them mm-hmm. <laughs> cj is bringing the wine because his new line of wine just came out right um cj did tweet i wonder if they packed before the game Ouch. um <laughs> it was truly incredible (laughs) yeah I mean honestly and I feel like something that you maybe could say you'd be like how could 
these players from this team who got out the round before be roasting this team that's still in it. But it's right. like, you know that if it was the Trailblazers in that game against the Nuggets, it would not have looked like that. Oh, no. Maybe they would have lost, but it would not have looked like that. Like, they would have been fighting to the bitter, bitter end. Like, they have legs to stand on in that yeah. They're like I, I'd say they're probably the grittiest team in the league. Yeah, I, they're super gritty. We've seen it time and time again. Um, yeah, so, and I mean, just honestly, just brutal. Just kicking them while they're working. Yeah, like, just... So funny. <laughs> Hysterical. CJ McComb was like, I hope you guys get an extra large plane <laughs> so that the whole team can come. Um, yeah, and what might have been even better than the Twitter exchange itself was the people responding, like, showing Pat Bev, like, reactions and gifts and memes. Right. Mm-hmm. And they were just so funny. Um, yeah, so after that, I have decided to unfollow every single person that I follow on Twitter. Most of them were from high school. So if you're listening to this and you're so offended that I haven't tweeted in like eight years and then right. I unfollowed you, it's for a good reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I have followed all the NBA teams on Twitter and tons of players. There you go. And even I, of course, so I think that's going to be part of my new thing mm-hmm. to see what kind of crazy stuff is going on. The Knicks are really active. Dude, I had to unfollow the Knicks on Instagram because they literally never stop posting. Like, it's much too right. much. Like, guys haven't played basketball since March. Right. <laughs> um, and they're still posting. <laughs> like, they just finished yesterday. Um, so. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. The Nuggets did tweet after game one with the Lakers and Nuggets after they got smacked that it was nothing like Tuesday's game where they smacked the Clippers. (laughs) I thought that was really funny. (laughs) They're like, that was not like Tuesday. Nope. Not the same thing. And so, yeah, so CJ was promoting his wine brand and then tossing in those PBEV roasts. Right. Um, Which is honestly a great promotional. Like, so like, good. Right. Because everyone's like, oh, they're roasting him. And then they just, like, go there and they find out about this. Which I never knew until now. Right. I didn't know it until I started looking at those tweets. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. Props to those guys for sure. It's it's a crazy world. Extraordinary. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the last thing that I want to talk about today, and I will keep it short because I think we're probably getting pretty long. But the last thing I want to talk about is Drew Holiday. Now I know what you're thinking. Why would you possibly want to talk about that right now? <laughs> Dude hasn't played basketball in over a month. <laughs> you're right. You're right. But um. Up until now, I've been fairly ignorant on Drew Holiday through, of course, and the whole class can say it with me, the J.J. Reddick podcast. <laughs> I have learned much more about him. Like, I think that J.J. Reddick should be paying us for all these plugs. I do, too. <laughs> I do, too. Um, well, because 
so one of the first episodes in the bubble was with Dane. And one of the questions JJ asked him was like, who do you think is the most effective guard at your position? And he said, Drew. And he asked Kevin a similar question, and he also included Drew in a list. I think they both gave lists, but Drew was there. But, like, Drew didn't even make first all-defensive team this year. He's only made it once. Um, and so JJ and Kevin both just, like, were really insistent on the fact that that comes from the fact that, like, once again, people who vote for all defensive players who vote for these positions don't truly understand like the nuance of like how Drew defends and how even defending works in general. Um, and so I also listened to Drew's episode of JJ Reddick's podcast because you know I heard all this good stuff. I was like, I gotta find out what's up. And he just seems, I mean, what a chiller. Seems like a super cool guy. (laughs) um, I'm all in on Drew Holiday. I'm excited to pay more attention to him um, and, you know, kind of see what all the fuss is about, really. Maybe I'll go, I'll try and find some highlights because that is a really big pastime one. I do love to watch highlight compilations. Um, And (laughs) on the episode that he's on um because like you know jj has his like co-host tommy and like before they even got into anything tommy was like you're jj's favorite teammate right now and he was like yeah it's true <laughs> so cute <laughs> that's adorable yeah so um and their kids go to the same um daycare and JJ like is always thinks that he's gonna run in to Drew at drop off but Drew is always late so he's never there and JJ's always like today's the day I'm gonna see Drew at drop off and then Drew's never there (laughs) anyway (laughs) so that's my whole thing that's that's like actually so adorable um I would love you know definitely gonna be keeping my eye on that um, oh yeah. Wait. Okay. Well, like we finish every episode, all two of them. <laughs> um. So I guess it is time for NBA song of the week. Dun, dun, dun. I feel like we need a, a sound effect for that. Yeah, we do. Yeah. We'll, we'll figure it out. Episode four. Watch out. <laughs> okay. Um, so I have picked Kobe by, uh, the one, the only Dame Dalla featuring Snoop Dogg mm-hmm. and Derek Milano. Mm-hmm. Um, so this song was released September 11th, 2020. So it's Wicked New on Dame's Twitter. Guys doing a lot of promo for this song. That's how I even knew it was released. Great. I was on a Twitter. Right. Um, and so I picked the lyric, still remember where I was standing after the three-peat. This was a reference to Kobe winning the finals from 2002. Um, yeah, it's, it's a really good song. 
if you've ever watched The Breakfast Club, not the movie, the radio show, <laughs> Snoop is on it a lot, and he had some good interviews, some good quotes, I'm not the average bear yogi, <laughs> um, his corona commercials are my favorite thing to ever happen. You know what's really funny? My mom hates those commercials. And so, because you texted me, we've talked about the Chris Paul commercials. Mm, don't like that. The worst. There's the ones where that there's that guy is like pretending to be Chris Paul, and there's one with his son that literally oh. sends a shiver down my back. Um, I hate them. They're so annoying. So I just and you got you texted me about them out of the blue and I was like I've literally been saying this every night for the past two weeks how much I hate these commercials and my mom has been saying the same thing about the Snoop Dogg commercials but you texted me how much you love those commercials <laughs> I love them yeah and you can quote the entire thing <laughs> my mom thinks it's a fine life baby has from one of his songs, he <laughs> won't to prove it's correct. <laughs> it's just, just, it's just craziness. Um, but yeah, check out Kobe by Dame Dalla. Um, the Nuggets are down by one with 26 seconds left. Exciting. Very exciting stuff. We'll um, leave you on that cliffhanger if you don't yeah, already know Right. So you're going to listen to this and then really have to think about who won the game. <laughs> go watch those 26 seconds. Yeah. All right. So thanks everybody for listening. We really appreciate it. And we will see you in the next one.